This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right. Well, the budget has been tabled, but what we know early on is there are really uh, four key aspects to this budget as outlined by Vic Fideli, the finance minister. Before we get to Patrick Brown, let's listen to what Mr. Fideli had to say only moments ago. Our government's approach is both thoughtful and measured and is built on a foundation of four clear priorities. First, we are restoring accountability and trust by introducing a credible, sustainable, and fully costed plan that will return the province to fiscal balance. In fact, our plan is projected to generate savings and cost avoidance of about eight cents for every dollar spent. Second, we are protecting what matters most by adopting bold new ways to deliver world-class services such as health care and education while supporting our frontline workers. Third, we are putting people first by making life more affordable and convenient with our new child care tax credit, flexible auto insurance plan, expanded rapid transit system, and a reduced estate administration tax. And fourth, we are making Ontario open for business and open for jobs, lowering business costs and making it easier for employers to hire workers and for workers to find a job. That was Vic Fidelli moments ago, so let's gauge reaction now. Patrick Brown, the mayor of Brampton and one-time leader of the PC Party, has joined us on the line here on the Oakley Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Patrick, good to have you back on board. Good afternoon. Always great to be on your show, John. All right, I know it's early and he's still kind of in the process of uh, speaking here, so do you have any initial reaction or thoughts? Listen, there's some good initiatives in in the budget, actually. Um, some of the key initiatives in the budget come from the platform comes from the platform that I wrote uh, in November of 2017. Uh, the low income dental program, uh, the mental health commitments, uh, the child care rebate, uh, the exact allocations made in the People's Guarantee um, are now in this budget. I'd say one significant difference is there's. Uh, more of an emphasis on Toronto, obviously. Uh, the Premier has an attachment to the City of Toronto from his uh, time there, and so where I uh, had hoped that the infrastructure funding would be done per capita around the province, it appears there's a greater focus on, on Toronto, and for mayors outside of Toronto, obviously that's that's worrisome because we've got gridlock in, in Durham and in Peel and, uh, and, and across the GTA that needs to be addressed. I'd also note that, that the balanced budget timetable is now pushed back. Uh, in the platform that, that I authored, uh, we were going to have a balanced budget within our mandate, but because there's no carbon pricing backstop, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that, that timetable for a balanced budget is, is pushed back. All the spending commitments in the previous platform are being honored, uh, but the way to pay for them is now removed. And so um, for me, I'm a little bit surprised that we're seeing a balanced budget commitment that is now um, would take the government to be reelected to achieve that dream. And so for a conservative government, that's a little bit surprising. But as you point out, uh, it's because they're losing that revenue of about, what, $2 billion a year uh, through cap and trade. 
or, or, or even more. And uh, it, the way it was originally written was that whatever was collected through the federal backstop would be given back to the public in, in a broad-based tax relief. And uh, what's happened is those same initiatives are, are, are happening. That same tax relief is happening. There's just not a mechanism to pay for it. And, and hence, we're seeing they have to replace it with a, um, a mix of cuts and, and, and delaying the balanced budget. You know, Patrick, you said something, too, about being the mayor of Brampton and the outlying regions of the GTA uh, yesterday when we got this transit plan. Admittedly, it was hyper-focused on Toronto. Uh, do you think you got short shrift in all of that if the province is going to pony up? And goodness knows, $11.2 billion, uh, 28.5 is the total. And Doug Ford says if the feds and the city aren't compliant, uh, they'll backstop it on their own. But there's only one taxpayer do you think uh, Brampton and other environs, save for maybe Richmond Hill, because they're planning the extension of the one line up Young Street all the way to, uh, uh, I guess, Flagstaff? Uh, what did you? What, what was your reaction to that? Well, there's there's no new funds in the budget. Uh, there's no new funds in the transit plan for for Peel Region, and obviously, uh, the gridlock we have in Mississauga and Brampton throughout the GTA West is significant. And I I know that mayors uh, throughout the province probably felt uh, um, a similar uh, level of concern. I think some people were joking that he wants to be the premier of uh, of Toronto, but uh, um, I do hope that this was only an initiative an initial transit announcement and that um, in some time in the future, we're going to see a transit plan for um, the rest of the GTA. I can recall in your people's guarantee, if uh, you had promised you were going to cut the corporate tax rate uh, down to 10.5% from 11.5, but they chose not to do that, saying instead, you know, they're going to make it easier, facilitate business by cutting red tape and regulations and so on, but no corporate tax rate cut. Would you have favored one? Yeah, so in, in People's Guarantee, we had a, a mix of tax relief. Uh, part of my goal of returning uh, the, the federal carbon uh, pricing backstop was to make sure it was returned to people in, in tax relief. One way what was, was through the, the cut to corporate taxes. Uh, I thought it was important that it's slightly more affordable to, to build a business uh, in Ontario than it would be in Michigan or adjacent jurisdictions, competitive jurisdictions around us. And so um, I, that was one thing that, that we had proposed in, in the previous platform um, as, a, as a, an incentive to, uh, to create a platform for, for jobs in Ontario. Well, it seems like uh, at first blush anyway, rather than taking an axe to things, as has been uh, presaged by Smokey Thomas with Opsu saying there would be hundreds of millions in cuts and Andrea Horvath weighing in as well, uh, suggesting that the, the fiscal plan is squeezing the education and healthcare sector so that their funding won't even keep up with inflation and all this doom and gloom. Uh, do you think that Ford went about it or Fidelity the right way in more or less uh, surgically attempting to find something here, there and everywhere and rather than going in and taking a whack with an axe? Well, we're going to find out. There's still a lot of details that aren't known. They're promising um, a high number of efficiencies on every dollar uh, spent. Uh, I think I heard Vic Fidelli listening to the first few uh, minutes was talking about uh, eight cents on every dollar. Well, not knowing exactly where those uh, fi- savings are going to come from, um, hopefully those details will come out and, and we'll know exactly where th- where the savings w- uh, will, will be found. But when you make all the same spending commitments but don't have a means to uh, pay for it, obviously you have to find it um, another way. And so delaying the balanced budget is, is one way, but uh, obviously there's going to have to be a mix of, of uh, cutbacks as well. And so uh, I'm sure those details will come out in, in the months ahead. Again, with Patrick Brown, the mayor of Brampton, just uh, trying to get a first pass on this budget and uh, what stands out, what uh, may be something that could have been improved upon. 
any other areas? I mean, I'm looking at some of these smaller line items like uh, changing Ontario's Trillium logo. It's been revamped. This is part of the government's rebranding efforts. Just out of curiosity, why do you think it's necessary to rebrand? Well, I'm not sure it was necessary to to reband. I, I think uh, whether it's changing the driver's uh, uh, license plate or uh, allowing uh, drinking earlier in the day uh, uh, or buck a beer, I think some of the or tailgating. I think some of those things are um, maybe popular initiatives that are more diversions from the um, the meat of of, of the budget. Uh, um, they they don't cost a lot. Uh, um, they certainly wouldn't be my focus, uh, but uh, I, I don't think they really caused any harm though. Well, I guess, uh, you know, all the letterheads of uh, everybody in the bureaucracy, I guess, is going to have to be changed. Uh, Notwithstanding that, though, I don't see anything here uh, suggesting hydro rates. You know, I guess that that's already in the the plan. And so it wasn't necessary to uh, bring up in this budget. is that something auspicious that uh, it's not there, or how do you well, see it? Well, that's actually interesting, too, because in the in the platform that was presented in November of 2017 was a commitment to cut hydro rates by uh, 12%. And so because it doesn't talk about hydro rates, it sort of means that the government is signing on to the fair hydro plan that was introduced by Kathleen Wynne. And... <laughs> You know, obviously, we still have a, a, um, a difficult situation with hydro in the province of Ontario. You know, we, we, we generate more than we need. We give it away at a loss to adjacent jurisdictions, essentially subsidizing our competition. And so at some point, the, the government's going to have to introduce their own hydro plan. Uh, they chose not to do it in the budget document, which is fair. They, they may want to do it uh, uh, separately, but hydro is one of the real uh, challenges for the province of Ontario because we simply don't have competitive hydro rates. And I know in Brampton, when I speak to businesses that I'm trying to retain or grow, uh, that always comes up. Uh, uh, frankly, uh, talking to the auto sector, you know, I've got a Chrysler plant in, in Brampton and seeing what happened in, in Windsor, I, I talk to them regularly. Seeing what happened in Oshawa, uh, you know, I, I speak to that uh, significant uh, employer in my community regularly. And one thing that always comes up is, is the cost of hydro in Ontario. And so we have to do something about that. Frankly, I would have loved to see in the budget uh, um, uh, an, elect- an electricity rate for, for, for the auto sector. You know, it, it, that was being uh, considered and um, and maybe we'll see that uh, um, in the months ahead. And because this government uh, sort of stands on a populist platform, uh, car insurance is another one that continues to be a real, I don't know, a peeve point for a lot of people because this was something that uh, I guess Andrea Horvath had propped up the liberal government of Kathleen Wynne with this promise they were going to bring in a 15% reduction. We haven't gotten anywhere close to that yet, have we? No, and the promise that I was really interested in was, and this was a promise that, once again, I had made during my time um, in provincial politics, but the PC party had kept it in their platform, uh, was that we were going to end geographical discrimination. So what that means is right now the insurance companies charge more in certain areas, Brampton, Scarborough, and our commitment was to say you, you can't do that. You, you can't charge a premium based on what postal code you live in because insurance is regulated provincially. Um, Parm Gill, one of the government MPPs, put forward a private member's bill um, to that effect. Uh, and we, we, we took that as a positive signal. This would finally happen. Um, the government promised it. I hope they will honor it. Uh, uh, and, and that's one of the commitments that's, that's hanging out there that we really want to see uh, addressed. Just out of curiosity, finally, how do you feel about reforms as uh, they've telegraphed them to education and health care? Well, on health care, I'm concerned. Right now, Brampton has half the beds per, per capita. Um, so we've had an explosive population. We've had no new dollars come into the system. We have the busiest eMERGE in Canada in Brampton, the busiest 
emerge. And so we desperately need um, some uh, assistance. And frankly, I think people should have the same quality of health care wherever they are in Ontario. It shouldn't be a, a second-rate standard in, in a community that's, that's had high growth. And so this, this needs to be addressed. Currently, um, all we're hearing is about getting rid of the LINs and, and sort of structural changes. We haven't heard any news about new money coming into the system. And so I, uh, I'm still hopeful on that front. In terms of education, in terms of the larger class sizes, um, yeah, I'm, I know they're saying there's, there's no teachers who are going to lose their jobs, but once again, in a high-growth community, um, we, we need new schools, not, not only existing commitments for, um, for uh, the, the existing educational infrastructure. Well, uh, all these things, you know, uh, as I money. said, sorry? They cost money. That's the problem. Well, they do. And so, you know, uh, just to revert finally as a point to, to punctuate everything here as a populist uh, platform, uh, bars and restaurants will be allowed to advertise happy hour specials. And casinos, too. <laughs> so, uh, and bars and uh, restaurants, golf courses can serve alcohol starting at nine in the morning. Yeah. So, well, you know, I mean, uh, the other stuff may be just uh, too heady for some people to digest, but that's the kind of stuff that gets people where they live. Am I wrong? Well, and, and and clearly as popular with uh, with with the premier, but uh, um, un- unusual to see in a budget document. All right, Patrick, I appreciate your weighing in. It's always fun to talk. Uh, take care, and uh, we'll talk down the road Until next time. You got it. Patrick Brown is the mayor of Brampton and uh, voicing his concerns and observations on the just tabled budget. Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.